You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. We are thrilled to highlight the amazing, diverse, and women-owned wine and spirits brand that were featured at the recent WSWA Access Live. These brands are breaking barriers and creating some of the most exciting and unique products on the market. Not only are these brands offering exceptional quality and taste, but they're also leading the way in promoting inclusivity. By highlighting these change makers, we hope to inspire and empower all of those who are passionate about wine and spirits. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be amazed by the talent, innovation, and creativity of these diverse and women-owned brands. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. Today, I'm joined by my guest host, Miss Cindy Haas. Cindy Haas is a Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits Vice President of Communications and Corporate Social Responsibility. Cindy and I welcome the very special guest, Deborah Brenner. Deborah is the CEO of Women of the Vine. In this episode, we'll be shining a spotlight on Women of the Vine's certified woman-owned program. Founded in 2015, Women of the Vine is a global organization dedicated to empowering and advancing women in the alcohol beverage industry. Through their certified woman-owned program, they're working to promote diversity and inclusion by highlighting women-owned businesses in the industry. Deborah is a best-selling author and wine industry veteran. She will be sharing her insights into the challenges faced by women in the alcohol beverage industry and how Women of the Vine is creating a more equitable and inclusive industry. So pour yourself a glass of your favorite wine, sit back and enjoy this episode of Served Up where we celebrate the women of the vine and their commitment to promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity in the alcohol beverage industry. Deborah, welcome back to Served Up. It is so exciting to have you back on our show. I am so excited to be here, not only back on the show, but in person and in Orlando. So it's exciting. Well, we know that you're doing a lot here at WSWA Access Live. Can you tell our listeners all about the Diverse Powered Brands Program? Definitely. Um, so first of all, uh, the attendees at WSWA are really the first people seeing this because um, the official launch to go live was last Thursday. <laughs> so uh, you're really getting a, a, a good look at a, a brand new platform. Um, Diverse Powered Brands is the first of its kind 
B2B global centralized marketplace for buyers and wholesalers to be able to find and connect with brands that identify as being BIPOC, um, uh, LGBTQIA+, uh, disabled veteran, and women. So those are the diversities all in BevAlk. So it's very exciting because it's something that the buyers are looking for. It's something that the wholesalers have been looking to identify. And now in a centralized marketplace, um, it's a really easy way um, for everybody to discover them. I was curious like as a supplier who qualifies as diverse owned based on all those eligibility requirements that you just said, is are there any other requirements that they need to have in order to be part of the program in terms of their where they're available or distribution? Or there, is there anything else besides just qualifying as diverse owned? Absolutely. It's, it's a great question. First of all, um, as you know, from my work with Women of the Vine and Spirits, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And back in 2018, I started educating suppliers about getting certified in diversity. Um, but it's very costly. It's not easy. And the other thing about certification is you must be a U.S. citizen and reside in the U.S. So for beverage alcohol, that takes away a lot of our incredible uh, brands and owners. The other thing is fast forward from 2018, a lot has changed and socially conscious consumerism is on the rise, as we all know. So the requirements that we are doing is we don't certify anyone. We leave that to the third party. But what we are doing is expanding it from diverse ownership to also diverse led and diverse made. So the criterias are right in our FAQs, absolutely transparent to everybody so they can see how does that qualify. And it's open to anybody around the world. So this is truly the first global marketplace that um, not just in the U.S., but for anybody can find these brands. Um, diverse ownership does remain at 51% or more of having your diverse ownership, and it can be a combined between one or, or more people. Um, diverse led, you must have 51% or more in your C-suite or your senior executive um, positions. And uh, diverse main is you must have a leadership role and seeing oversee the production of the brand day-to-day -day operations. Tepper, where can this program be found? So it's online. So um, I've been working with developers for the last two years on this, um, really wanting to level the playing field and giving an opportunity not just for the small startup brands, but also for the brands that many people love and know, but may be surprised to find out that Doers has a female distiller um, with Stephanie McLeod. You know, for the first time in Johnny Walker's history, they have a female master distiller, you know, uh, uh, Leslie Gracie is the distiller for a long time with, with Hendrix. So this is not just a discovery for the new little ones, but really for all buyers. Um, and it's found online. So we, I, I self-funded and hired developers. Uh, we've been building out the whole uh, platform. And you can get it at um, diversepoweredbrands.com. And what's the experience for the retailer or the buyer? So when they go on their site, what is their experience in terms of how, how they can search for or look for the brands? Um, the, the wonderful thing here is that we know that the wholesaler, you have a lot going on and a lot of brands. So 
you know, building brands is a storytelling and it's really hard for, for everybody to know everything about the brand. So first, before talking about the buyer's experience, the supplier, the way that I built the platform and especially because I, I came from, um, a supplier background, but I also, before I entered the wine business, spent 15 years in the tech industry. So I leaned on that background. Um, the first thing was to empower the supplier to um, have an annual subscription and to own your brand page, to own your storefront. That empowers them in a centralized marketplace that they can tell their company story, their leadership their ownership, they can upload their assets, and they can tell as much of a robust brand story about themselves and what they're doing to be discovered and help the wholesalers actually, you know, move their product. Um, you can search in many different ways. And so for the buyer experience, it's free for buyers to request access, but it is gated to keep it a B2B community on purpose because it also empowers the buyers to be able to discover brands to then surprise and delight their customers with new programs and new ideas. For the buyer, what's really cool is we've built in every which way. And the reason why I think this this is really taking off so quickly is because we built it collaboratively. So the last two years, I've been speaking to suppliers. I've been speaking to buyers. I've been speaking to wholesalers to make sure do we have the different pieces that the three tiers need to be able to make this successful. So when buyers come in and they go to explore, they can search by a brand. They can search by a company. They have a drop down of all the wine varietals, all of the spirits that you can imagine, plus no alk, low alk, RTDs, hard seltzers, beer, everything that you can imagine is one way to search. The other way is you can search by a diverse maker or diverse leader or owner. And that's where the intersectionality comes in, because you don't just have to tick that you are black or a woman. You may be a black woman and also a veteran of the armed forces. And all of that gets in the system and everything is searchable once it's in the system. So it's a very robust and then you get all of the brand information. It really is amazing. <laughs> what drives you to do this work? It is important work, but I, I can tell just from sitting here with you, you you have this great spirit and passion around creating change in the beverage industry through this program. And you've done so many other wonderful programs as well throughout your career. But, you know, where do you find that energy to drive you forward to do the work? I think for me, it's... Um really wanting to see everybody thrive. And I think that there's enough, um, you know, opportunity for everyone. I think by uh, leveling the playing field really makes a big difference. I think in, in America, you know, the laws here are very specific. And so by providing a, you know, technology tool like this to allow each tier to discover and get what they need, whether it is a Johnny Walker or an old forester, which is a Jackie Zycam, or if it's a Elizabeth McCall from, from, you know, Woodford Reserve, or down to the smallest brand that's just emerging, um, it empowers everybody. And so where do I get my energy? I just think it's exciting to discover the new brands. And I think that, um, you know, the consumer is changing and people want to have options and see what's out there. 
But I think for me, it really is just, um, I believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And diverse-powered brands is everything about the E in equity. And it's just launched, you know, only a few days ago, like you said. So what's the feedback you're getting so far? And do you have a vision for what it will become over time? Yes. So as I said, we've been building this collaboratively. And so I've been, you know, working with the developers and the designers on the tech tech side. Um, What we've been hearing so far from the the betas that we've been working with, um, it's everything from Costco and Walmart and Patina Restaurant Group. And um, I'm trying to think of all the other um, ones that we're, we're working with. And they love it. So from the retailer side, they feel like this is an opportunity for them to really explore and bring very new concepts to market. On the wholesaler end, where are we going in the scalability with this is we're looking at the API integration and we're already speaking to, you know, Southern R&DC and um, Breakthrough and the response has been great because the difference is, is that when a buyer comes in through diverse powered brands and discovers when we um, were planning in the fall to, to, um, allow for integration, it will allow for the buyer to click on a, a shop button. At that point, it pushes the data to the wholesaler and the wholesaler authenticates. The wholesaler then displays the pricing on their e-commerce system. And then the wholesaler processes the, the order. It is three tier compliant. What it does is it pulls our data over to them, not the other way around keeps it absolutely um, contained in the three-tier system the way it should be and where the orders gets uh, processed. What does that mean for the wholesaler? Well, they're allowed to take on smaller brands and they can empower the brands to be part of this marketplace and to help get those brands sold. Um, They also could pick up incremental sales that they may not know, right? It's not just the big players, it's the independent. How many independent restaurants and and retailers that would want to bring these to their customers. So the response has been incredible. I think it's solving a problem by um, making it super easy for everybody that, because it's a very fast paced, busy industry. Yes, it is. And it's wonderful that Really, um, since COVID and since the the murder of George Floyd and the Asian hate and the social justice, you know, really that whole uprising that had happened is that our industry really started to take a huge shift, you know, and really concentrating on these brands and um, having platforms, right, for women and diverse minority owned. And, you know, something that we say a lot on Served Up here is that, you know, well, women were 51% of the population, but not in power. So I think that programs like this are really important, especially in this day and age. What are you hoping the outcome, the ultimate outcome, right, for the diverse powered brands program? Well, when you said about how I see this for years to come, you know, I can talk tech all day. I mean, we all know features, new things, right? Add videos, add stuff. I mean, that's that's the typical stuff, right? 
But what I am very hopeful for what this will do is I've spent, you know, the last eight and a half years building Women of the Vine and Spirits as a global membership organization advocating for DE&I. But prior to that, I've been advocating for women since I wrote the book way, way back. So what I really am excited about Diverse Power Brands is I think that the industry, we are struggling getting more diverse talent to hire into the industry. I think the desire is there. Absolutely. I see it every day with Women in the Vine and Spirits, but we're having trouble attracting that because there is still some preconception of what this industry is about. So what's so exciting about Diverse Power Brands is I think we can accelerate that pace by supporting these diverse-powered brands because these diverse-powered brands are hiring people that are diverse and they're supporting their communities. And as these brands grow and these people learn more and more about the industry, guess what? They're going to get picked up by wholesalers. Suppliers are going to want to hire them. There's going to be more and more diverse talent by getting and accelerating these diverse-powered brands. And I think that is really going to be the game changer um, to to diversify our industry. Yeah, and it's interesting because you've talked about your your personal journey in this space, right? Um, and it made me also think about the Deloitte study that you participated in with Women of the Vine for the second year of the row. So what is some of the data from that study that kind of uh, you know, demonstrates where the progress is coming from and where there still is a lot more progress to be made. Absolutely. And I'm excited because tomorrow at WSWA, we're going to be hosting the DEI luncheon with Deloitte. Um, so it's a great question because what we're seeing now two years into the study is there is a perception issue. Um, people outside of the BevAlk industry, um, they don't know it. and um, And there's it can be intimidating because there's a lot of acronyms, you know, what's on-premise, off-premise, what's all these different terms and stuff, what's an FOB, and TTB, and COLA, right? So um, there is a perception that that the industry may not be as diverse, and so uh, we may not be getting people applying. I think that's one of the things that the Deloitte study has, has shown both years. Um, it's also shown the fact that... Um, the way we're going to get out and and really make change is through more mentorship and sponsorship. And so for me, Diverse Power Brands um, gives the industry an opportunity for that. And we're seeing that with incubators. I mean, here I was building this and all of a sudden, you know, we have incubators in this industry that are coming up and like the Southern, you know, incubator and um, and Pronghorn and, and others that are, are doing great things. Diverse Power Brands isn't an incubator in the same way. We're a discovery marketplace, and it's a marketing tool, and it's also going to be an easy way to shop. But so when you put that together, then we really are sponsoring these diverse powered brands. And um, the other thing is because we own the trademark Diverse Power Brands, and we own the URL and all of that, we've been speaking to retailers to use it in their you know, on and off-premise environment, you know, show that these brands, you know, do some displays. And we've also created a um, a logo for diverse power brands for suppliers to use on their product, on their POS. So I think all of that combined is, is really um, 
where I see that we can uh, make very positive change in the industry. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's interesting because on the panel this morning, the served up panel, they talked about the relationship building as being like a, a barrier, right, for people entering the in- industry, but also where the biggest opportunity is. And you just mentioned, you know, mentorship and some of those perceptions. So, you know, what can the industry still do to help solve that, solve that perception issue, but also make those relationships more accessible? Well, I think that's the biggest thing, right, is that um, because of the three-tier system, if you don't have the relationship with the retailers and and with the on-premise and the buyers, it's very difficult to get your story and to get out there. This empowers the supplier. This, this empowers the supplier that take the time, build up your brand story. It's like anybody else. If you go onto a marketplace and you don't, you know, uh, you know, filling your information and we have it, it's all templated, you know, so you're really empowered to be able to control that. And because it's a centralized marketplace, any buyer or wholesaler or importer expert in the world gets the same data because it's real time. So they can update it 24 seven, 365 days a year, anywhere in the world. So the other thing that we're going to do is mentorship and sponsorship. We have so many incredible, knowledgeable people in our network. So we're going to have um, a blog. We're going to have monthly newsletters. We're going to have um, Zoom calls. So imagine if we could do one where we invite our brands and we say, how are you preparing for O&D? And we bring on some of our some buddy from Breakthrough and, and, and RNDC in Southern say, how are you preparing for O&D? help them help themselves, kind of like what the incubators are doing. The other side is a newsletter and everything saying to the buyers, guess what? We have five new veteran-owned brands. You know, um, we have a blog, how to have some, you know, how to, how are you planning for Mother's Day? How do you gift with intention? So we're going to be able to take knowledge of brand building and depletions and sales and push it and pull it through this channel. And that's, I think, it's never existed. And when I had Women in the Vine, I think that's how I'm building it, is just seeing what didn't exist. And now with technology and with the e-commerce platforms that all the the wholesalers are now, you you know, building and using their own, uh, it provides us incredible opportunities. It is amazing. Deborah, do you have some advice for any diverse or women-owned brands that are, you know, have not yet entered the marketplace or are about to? I think the best advice is, first of all, um, go slow. Um, Network. This is where the mentorship, because um, I made a lot of mistakes when I came to market. And um, and understand the capital requirement that it's going to take to build your brand. Um, don't rush to get to market without the capital because it's going to be extremely hard. You really need to be ready. It's kind of like make sure that you're ready to take off the runway and you're still not building the plane <laughs> because I think sometimes that that happens. Um, and 
I think the most important thing is look at what's out there. And we even have this in our supplier intake. And it was because one of the retailers asked us for it. And we have as a required field, what is the one differentiating factor that you think why a buyer should have your brand? And you have to answer it within 300 characters. And that to me, these are the kinds of things, or 300 words, sorry, not characters. That's like Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be really hard. 300 words. But the reason why we're putting these things in is not because I wanted to put them in. I was asked to put it in because what a retailer told me is if I cannot tell a customer in 300 words or less why they should buy yours over somebody else's, then I can't really turn them on to a new brand. And so and this is the stuff that gets me, like you said, my passion. I get so excited about it because I was like, gosh, if somebody just did this when I was building my brand, I wouldn't have made so many mistakes. You know, so it's that kind of stuff that um, because the buyers want these products and they want you to succeed. And and listen, no wholesaler wants to take your product in and have it sit in the warehouse. I mean, nobody wants that. So, yeah, I do get excited and passionate about it because I think that it's a tool that if we if we really lean into it to use it. Um, hey, you. I think people are going to discover the next brands like, you know, when did Bethany Frankel start with that skinny girl before she went to market, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's it's funny that you bring up that question because I think that's one of the topics in the Southern Glazers Incubator Academy that they talk about. You need to be prepared to answer that question even when you're pitching a distributor is why would a retailer take your product versus the competition? So, you know, all these resources together like Incubator Academy, helping folks understand that. If they took that course, then they're even better prepared when they sign up for diverse powered brands because they have all that information ready. They're prepared to answer those questions um, and that will help them be more successful. Absolutely. And we talked about that. So recently um, I was on a panel with April with April and with Dia Sims. So here I was between the two of them. And, and what we talked about is the the beautiful holistic approach that this is taking to support these brands because they're incubating and they're giving knowledge and contacts and, and, and capital on this, on Pronghorn's side. Um, Southern's giving the knowledge, you know, how to handle margins versus markups and all of that, how to, you know, be prepared. And then the marketplace is giving you the place to actually put it into practice. And because once you have the account, in diverse power brands marketplace. And you, it's also leveling the play, playing field because suppliers pay by production volume for the previous year. It starts at $500 for the entire year and it goes up in caps. So it's less than, you know, one activity that you could do marketing wise to be able to get in. We grow, you grow, depending on that. But the, the great thing is, like you said, um, they can go in and out of their account every single day as much as they want. So when we send out, like maybe we'll ask April, would you do a, a, a Zoom about, you know, the incubator? And it may make people go, wow, I got to go log in and then come back and re-answer that question. Because now they they were forced to say, you know, how do you do it? So I think that this is... Um, Listen, everybody's busy. You've got big portfolios. 
lots of competition global because this puts it global. So I think of like my relationships with Susanna Balbo and Laura Catena's and Marilisa Allegrini's and some of the incredible people that never had an opportunity to be recognized as, you know, women owned and made or led. Um, so this is, this is very exciting, but I also think that, um, it, it's somewhat hands off because you can't tell you can't know everything about every brand in your portfolio. So this is also providing a tool using technology that is going to allow people to go back and keep reworking. You own that brand page for a year. The other beautiful thing that we do, because I am WeBank certified, so I understand what it means. If you are certified, you can put that in there so that they can see that. It could go to your tier one or two, tier two spend but the other thing is that um, before your page can get published, you have to fill out a, uh, a self-declaration form. Uh, worked a lot with attorneys on this, worked a lot with uh, retailers and wholesalers on this um, to make sure that um, the information is honest and truthful. Uh, when you sign that and you agree to the terms, if there is a change of ownership or a change in, in leadership, you must uh, inform within 30 days or you get unpublished out of the marketplace. So there, we really want to become the trusted resource because if somebody gets in and it wasn't honest and truthful or they go ahead and give 1% to their wife and say they're women owned and that gets discovered, you're only one Instagram away from, you know, everybody losing the, the credibility and the authenticity. And so what is the process or the time of the process of, if I'm a supplier and I'm like, this is great. I'm, I'm new. I'm small. I don't have the marketing spend like some of these big, you know, big competitors of mine. So this is a, you know, a cost efficient way for me to really market my brand in a, in an easy way. I want to sign up now. I'm going to go to diversepoweredbrands.com and I fill out my form. How long is the process? And, you know, for someone to then hear back, am I in, what do I do? Do they input all that information all at one time and then it gets published or is there kind of like a vetting approval process and then they go back in? What's so exciting is <laughs> we were actually a little loud in our, in our, uh, suite today because we were high-fiving because, <laughs> uh, Hampton Water signed up and, uh, and Allie Thomas was like, well, high five, you know, we're like, and it's that easy. Right. So basically it was, you know, go to diversepoweredbrands.com, go to sign up. It has all of the production there and how to add, uh, putting your credit card. Um, that's it. And, um, right upon that, he received an automatic email. Again, you know, it's, it's, it's a tech platform. He receives an email saying, you know, welcome, here's your login. Uh, at that point, he can log in right then and there and start building his company brand pages, start building his brand pages. Uh, he could stop at any point and go back, or you can keep going. And once you get to a point or you just want to get there fast, <laughs> uh, you go ahead and you ask uh, for publishing approval. At that time, it gets sent back to be vetted by diverse power brands, make sure there isn't anything that isn't permitted, uh, you know, making sure that that something doesn't look blatantly wrong. Um, and, um, and then once we do that, it, it approves it and uh, you get an email that you're approved and you're visible in the marketplace within 24 hours. 
then then you can keep building on your brand story. So it's that fast to to get to market and to get in. What I recommend to people is, you know, get started, but take the time, like go to the incubator, learn, take the time to put those assets and those photos, because um, that's how the buyers, the more they know about your brand and what differentiates you from everything else out there, the more they can make a better informed decision. And we do have disclaimers everywhere for the wholesalers and retailers that you can request proof of it being a veteran owned proof of all of this. So there's lots of ways to make sure that, um, that they're getting the information that they well, Deborah, on behalf of the Served Up family, I want to congratulate you on creating this wonderful platform that's truly going to, you know, change uh, the industry for the better. So thank you. It's amazing. It's it's just amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, on behalf of the Served Up family, we also just want to wish you some great health and a lot of peace. And thank you for being a returning guest. Yes. That's so great. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. It's so exciting. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers. Cheers.